What's going on? This is Chris Van Vliet, and you're watching Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova Podcast. The Casanova Podcast, the number one podcast in Hawaii, is brought to you by these contributors on Patreon. If you'd like to see more content like this more often, as well as more podcasts, reviews, impressions, early access releases, live streams, and original content, then consider becoming a patron today. Welcome everyone to another episode of Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova podcast. I'm your host, Mikel Casanova. I'm coming at you with another phenomenal interview. And in today's episode, I've got the honor and the privilege of having my brother, my man, the one, the only B-Rob of the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast, the 3 R show. And it's such an honor to have him on because B-Rob and I, we, we, we talk all the time and our, our our energy chemistry just the way we flow when we start talking to each other especially on the mic i've been on his podcast now he's on mine and it's just it's such a good time this is honestly and i know spoiler alert i'm going kind of deep into it by saying this and giving you guys a spoiler but this is honestly one of the best podcasts i think has ever been on this show because we we, we cover a lot we cover a number of things from we talk about the process of creating a podcast all the inner workings of it we dive into personal stories funny stories sad stories and more and it's just it's an entertaining organic conversation now if you're ready to do it i'm ready to do it let's go ahead and welcome rob onto the show well, welcome everyone to another episode of hawaii's number one podcast the casanova podcast I'm your host, Mikhail Casanova, and I have the honor, the privilege of having the one, the only, the phenomenal, the worldwide known, B-Rob of Random Ramblings with Rob. Rob, how's it going, man? Man, that was uh, some some hefty accolades there. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> you know how we do, man. How's, how's it going, man? Tell people where they can find you. Tell them about your show. Plug all your stuff. You got that. Man, as as I gracious uh, host here has alluded to i am a podcaster and i host a podcast called the random ramblings with rob basically i speak with random people and we uh-huh. talk about uh, all manner of things you can say the conversation can get a little random so <laughs> you can find me and follow me on social media at uh 3r show on twitter at 3r show and you can find me on instagram at the three r show because uh you know before i get into my little diatribe right here is it is the file language allowed dude you can say whatever you, you okay can say whatever the fuck you want to say we got a <laughs> on goddamn instagram that has that <laughs> freaking username three r show 
you know, I try to associate, you know, if you're a content creator, you know, it's a branding thing. You want all your shit to be the same so everybody can find you and make it goddamn easy. So they got some punk motherfucker on Instagram that has at 3R show and that bitch ain't posted since goddamn September 26, 2017. You know, that date is forever etched in my brain and it pisses me off every time I think about it because my wife's birthday in September our anniversary is in September and this punk motherfucker hasn't posted since September 26, goddamn 2017 but anyway you can also follow me on uh, Facebook or like my page and whatnot you go to facebook.com forward slash 3R show mm-hmm. and you can find anything that I may have missed on randomrob.com alright alright and uh, people, Rob and I are good friends. I've been on his show before. He has a damn good show, which you should go and check out. Um, he he let me be a little unfiltered and say some things, you know. Cause I, yeah. I was feeling some kind of way last year when I left my old job, and so yeah. <laughs> you, you know, and you know, my podcast is a safe haven. It's for people to come and you know vent their frustrations, you know, air out their grievances. I mean, I'm all for that because. Sometimes we don't have anybody in the real world to do that with or someone that we can trust so much to, uh, you know, let that burden out to. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and that's the thing, too, is like it's, it's actually something that I've been for the last like literally I posted. I think that was the first one I posted on Twitter and Instagram not too long ago. But I've been talking about this on Facebook about how, like, you know, being a creator you know, be it a podcaster, a YouTuber, a streamer, a musician, a singer, an artist, it doesn't matter what you are. It's 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 hard to get that, you know, that support. The, mm-hmm. the people to, you know, having somebody to talk to, someone to come through. Uh, it, and also the biggest thing is like the respect because a lot of motherfuckers just don't have respect. Yeah, like I, I'm, I'm having so many people just telling me they're like, "Oh, what is it you do? Oh, you just, you just play video games. That's all you do." Like I, I got this expert motherfucker over here that yeah. gave me some expert, highly qualified advice. They, it, it's almost like they read my post, they read like one line of it, and then they were instantly in the comment section just telling me how, "Oh, well, you know, you need to go and uh, you need to hop on Star Wars. That's the trending thing." And I have a, they said they have a background in marketing, and I need to go and do this. And you yeah. know, if if I stop talking about video games all the time, they would be interested. And I'm like, wait, my podcast has never just been about video games, mm-hmm. but you know. But it's funny because people, you know, mm-hmm. where you are, just don't fuck with you like that. Yeah. And what I find um, funny is, uh, <laughs> I guess it's condescending or whatever you want to call it, is just when certain people, you know, they're just trying to be cordial and nice and everything. And they mm-hmm. know you do something uh, of this nature, you know, podcasting or doing YouTube or streaming or whatever it is that you do. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, you still do your little podcast? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you still do your little podcast? Oh, what, what the fuck do you mean, little podcast? Like I'm a, some a five year old or something. <laughs> like I'm on the corner selling Girl Scout cookies or some, you know, peddling chocolates and shit for a fundraiser or some shit. You know, right? <laughs> but, but 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 have you you noticed this though? But if it's a celebrity, mm-hmm. without any hesitation, 
Yeah. They'll support, they'll like their share. But if it's you, it's like, mm, no, nah, I'm not interested in what you're doing. Yeah, but you're not interested in what the motherfucker is doing either. But oh, it's a celebrity. They get that pass. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I won't put that on every celebrity, but I, I, I agree with what you're saying. It's just like, we are the independent. You know, yep. we're not on that level yet. I, I, I always got to put yet on there because, I mean, something will come of this. You mm-hmm. know, whether it be, you know, a highly acclaimed podcast or the podcast itself leading to other opportunities. Something will come of this with mm-hmm. consistency and just, you know, sticking to it. But it's just these motherfuckers, they, they come from up high <laughs> and they come down to where we at and be like, excuse me, just uh, slide on over. Let me get in here real quick and uh, get some of this podcast time and shit. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, why? And some of them are actually good. You know, you can't, you know, you can't knock them from putting out a good product or whatever. But um, it was just like, um, you know, I talked with uh, Brian Oteca or whatever mm-hmm. on my first YouTube interview or whatever. And he was just like, he broke it down to where it's just like he has a team behind him. You know, whoever you're talking about celebrity wise or they have a people behind them. They have people paying them for their time to sit there because they mm-hmm. are a celebrity. Then they have a producer. They got an engineer. They got a damn somebody writing notes for them or pulling the hot stories off the internet to feed in their ear because some of them wear earpieces, like you know, just like wrestling and shit. They get the word from the back, and you know they they're just there. They they're the puppet, mm-hmm. and everybody around them is pulling the strings, and he just like dancing and shit or she or whoever you listen to. Mm-hmm. But I sit here every fucking week or whenever I got a goddamn interview, I prep my equipment, I got damn do my sound checks. I'm the editor. I'm the engineer. I'm the producer, you know, and it's all solely on me, you know, yeah. and I don't get, you know, nothing for that, you know, and it's just this motherfucker from Hollywood just like, hey, podcast. Don't even say nothing else about it. Like, I'm doing one. I'm going to be on one. He just, you can just say podcast and the fucking world of fucking implode, explode, goddamn spirit bomb, hit you in the motherfucking face and it's over. <laughs> You know, no, it's it's so true though, man. Like I, I see so many people, um, like a lot of people like to say, oh, well, you know, um, you know, I, I listen to podcasts. I'm like, okay, what podcast do you listen to? Oh, Joe Rogan. Mm. Not, nothing wrong with that, but he ain't yeah. the only person out there doing podcasts. Yeah, and then that's that's the thing too. You know, we're we're human beings. We have the freedom of choice or whatever. I mean, can we genuinely be mad because? Someone chooses to listen to Joe Rogan and not either you or me. No, yeah. I mean, but I mean, it's just a gripe from somebody. <laughs> like, you're putting so much work into this shit and trying so fucking hard, and somebody can just come in with the just the ease of you know, just you know, and they fucking all over the goddamn place. Because I've yeah. seen people on our level that's d- that do phenomenal work. I believe these people have given the right opportunity. They can be on TV and doing their show live in front of people and traveling and doing all mm-hmm. kinds of shit, man. But nobody want to take that chance on. So, you know, here we are, the independents taking chances on ourselves, spending our own money and just yeah. doing the song and dance, trying to get, you know, Patreon and people to buy merch and shit so we can support the show. So they given to us so we can in turn give back to them, you know, and that's, crazy <laughs> I mean, 
crazy in a bad way, but you know, just the whole rigmarole of the goddamn thing. Yeah, you know, and and I've I've seen some people say that like, you know, for if you're you're doing content or podcast or YouTube or anything like that, like you shouldn't uh, ask, you shouldn't have a Patreon or ask for people to support. And I'm like, if you're providing a product, you're providing <laughs> something that people can consume through content, which what we do as podcasters. I mean, hell, even as YouTubers, it reaches around the world. Yeah. So, you know, maybe there's something that we we say on a podcast or we do on a video that just reaches out and touches someone. And, you know, in a way that maybe it takes them off the edge of, you know, doing something dire or maybe it inspires them to go and do something yeah. like it's you just never know. And there's nothing wrong with us, you know, seeking some type of, you yeah. know, compensation yeah <laughs> you know? and i've said it many a times i mean i have a patreon i have merchandise you know i have all those things to try to generate generate revenue but if nobody buys it i mean it kind of stings a tad bit but none of that you know controls me you know I, i'm wearing my freaking random beanie i'm wearing my my freaking Panda Express shirt, which you can find on randomrob.com forward slash merch. <laughs> and um, but if nobody bought a single thing, nobody supported on Patreon or whatever, that doesn't matter to me because yeah. I'm gonna continue to do this because this is what I personally enjoy. You know, yeah. I like talking to you know the host of Hawaii's number one podcast, you know, whenever I get a chance or whatever, you know, not in front of the camera via DM or you know, all kinds of messages or whatever, because you know, we talk, talk, you know, yeah. we're not here for show. But I mean, I got to meet so many people, I got so many, you know, great opportunities because I do this and I enjoy doing this. I put my money into this every month, you know, I've even freaking tried to you know make this into a business so it can sustain and support itself you know because that's all i really want you know if people bought enough t-shirts or they did enough for the patreon just so the show can cover its own fees that's all i really want that's yeah. all i really want you know take care of the hosting fees that come with podcasting take care of the freaking um the website and just, you know, if I get selected to go to a convention or something, I'm going to need gas to get there so I can be there to meet the people in person and, you know, bring them more content or, you know, just do something different for the show. Yeah. So that's all I really want for the show to support itself. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. You know, I, I you know, what I've had people tell me about how it's wrong and I'm like, yeah, but if you, I say, if you like, Let's use wrestling as an example. Yeah, wrestlers get money from merch, mm -hmm. and yeah. right, you know. And I'm, I, I asked everyone this one person. I'm like, okay, so you watch wrestling, right? And they're like, yeah, I watch wrestling. Okay, cool. You buy their merch. You buy the t-shirts. You buy, you know, the belts and all that. Yeah, I buy all that. You know, that goes back to the wrestler, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, what's the correlation? I said, I have merch. I have different things. So why is it an issue for me, but it's not for them? Yeah. Is it because it's me? <laughs> yeah. and, and, and that goes back to us, the independent versus the celebrity. The yeah. That they see on national TV every freaking week. 
doing what they do, you know, getting recognized on Sports Center, ESPN, and all these other wide variety of media outlets. And here we are in the bottom in the shadows and shit, just trying to, you know, make our way to that level one day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, because you know, um, I I sell you know snapbacks and hats and stuff on my website, randomrob.com forward slash merch, and <laughs> price them at thirty five dollars, and people are like, God damn, that's kind of high or whatever, right? But this is what you don't realize: you see that thirty five dollar price, but I mean, I get a percentage of that. I don't get all of that because I'm not yeah. manufacturing and making and shipping it myself. I had to go through a third party provider because I'm don't have the physical capabilities to manufacture this merchandise on my own. You know, uh-huh. if I had the means to do it myself, I would do it myself. That way the prices can be lower and, you know, it'll be more affordable and whatnot. And then at the same time, I'm like, I feel like the the merch that I produce is on the level of a new era hat or some shit like that. You know, people yeah. have told me that. I was like, but yeah, my shit $35, but a new era is more than $35 and motherfuckers buy new era like it's religion. You know, I was like, and then you feeding the corporation and the company. I mean, yeah. I'm a little old Rob here trying to daggone pay my podcasting bills every month, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, that's the difference because, look, you can go buy a Nike hat right now, $45 fucking dollars, and that's going to Nike mm-hmm. and nike alone and then it might get split off to their sponsored people or whatever but they getting a fraction of what nike gets off the top you know yeah. so i mean you feeding the whole nike corporation and it trickles down and you know little raindrops or whatever but you buy something from us you know the independence and mm-hmm. that goes directly to us and it goes in turn back to you because we're able to free up more time mm-hmm. get more equipment and do all this stuff to create more content. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, people, that's that's some of the inside stuff that a lot of people, you know, a, a lot of people don't speak on or a lot of people may not even know about. But when you buy merch, like, I mean, I've got T-shirts anywhere from $20, $21 up to like $30, $35. Or, and I've got beanie, well, not beanies, sweaters, like pullovers. They're like $45. And like, if you buy it, I don't get that total back. I get a percentage of that. So if you buy like this shirt at the $21 price, I probably get like $4 back. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's the thing about it. I mean, anybody can do this if, you know, if we had the means to do it physically ourselves, and I could do it on a low level. I mean, like this shirt right here that I'm wearing, the Panda shirt, you know, mm-hmm. that's a third party person or whatever. I drew the design myself, mm-hmm. but they printed on shirts. They box it up and they ship it to wherever it need to go. Now I can do it myself on a smaller level, but it won't look this damn fly. <laughs> I mean, it'll just, I mean, you seen some of the stuff I did on Instagram. It's just like one yeah. color and yeah. it's just, you know, basic shit. That's what I could do on my level. <laughs> it's just one of those things people, but you know, it, the biggest thing we want to drive home to you guys is, you know, it, your support matters, you know, you know, if it's merch, if it's hitting the like button, if it's sharing, you know, if it's leaving a rating, which look as podcasters, if you listen to our podcast, please leave that rating, leave that review. That mm-hmm. goes a long way. Yeah. I mean, we, we spoke a little bit on uh, algorithms on the Rebel Radio podcast and whatnot. And people like, 
well, I mean, it doesn't matter about the reviews or whatever. It ain't going to bump your podcast up. It's like, well, I mean, it'll make it uh, more favored in the search column. So, yep. like, there's buku podcasts that start with the word random, as does mine. But, you know, with more reviews and, you know, you know, people downloads and shares and all kind of stuff, whenever you type in random, mine's more likely to pop up above other people, you know, mm-hmm. because of those reviews and likes and shares and all kind of stuff like that. So, Speaking of which, you almost said uh, 100, right? <laughs> yes, I am at 88. I am, what, 12 away from reaching 100. Uh, that was a goal I set back in, I think, December, November, December, um, to try to reach 100 uh, Apple iTunes or podcast reviews by March 29th, which is my birthday. So that's that's you don't have to pay anything for that. That is your birthday gift. To me, mm-hmm. I want 100 reviews. I mean, you don't have to stop at 100. You can keep going, but I mean, <laughs> that, that's <laughs> more, you know, in the meantime. <laughs> Man, I'm over here. I'm just trying to get to 50. Yeah. And and there's a, there's a lot to go into that, too, because yeah. when I started this campaign, I was at 53. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, I was at 53. And the way I got to 53 is freaking out, you know, going out there and shaking babies and kissing hands, <laughs> you know, <laughs> getting, getting with because I mean, podcasters, this is a support group. I mean, podcasters support podcasters. So a podcast come to you, be like, hey man, uh, write me a review and I write you a review. Cool, we can do that. So you do that a couple of times and then just people out of the goodness of their heart without even prompting or asking them, they'll write you a review. So I mean, you get a couple here and there, but that was pretty much a bulk of the game was like, New podcasts will pop up like five episodes deep. I'm like, hey man, I write you a review, you write me a review. All right. Or someone come to me, I'll write you a review, you write me a review. And we just swap back and forth and whatnot. I mean, I don't think it's gaming the system or anything like that. I don't think that's mm-hmm. cheating. I mean, it's just people networking because anything that you do to where you create content or you produce something for the mass majority, you need to network. You need to have some kind of support system in the background. And that's mm-hmm. what we're building here by doing these reviews and stuff. Yeah, it's very important. And, and and that's one of the things, too, like I, I try to tell people all the time, like the the imperativeness of being a pot, like not being a podcast, but of networking, no matter what you do, like it, it opens so many doors. Like if you're a podcaster, you know, you network, you might end up getting to interview certain people. You might, yeah. you know, it, you never know. Like I, I, I look at like your show. And dude, you've had some heavy hitters on there, man. You've had Michael J. White, mm-hmm. you've had our friend Chris Van Vliet. Yeah. You've had uh Brian Cage. Yeah. My man, go ahead. D- brag, dude. And I'll in <laughs> and with those things right there, you know, those names that you named off and whatnot, I didn't do anything special because they're not hiding, they're not hoarding, you know, they're not trying to they're not trying to, they're not trying to, I can't, you know, they're not hiding and they're tr- not trying to not get interviewed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense. I, I, yeah. I walk around to try to get it to come out. <laughs> um, you can go to Chris Van Vliet's Instagram. His email address is there. Yeah. You click freaking contact, the email will pop up. I think he even got a fucking phone number on there. All I did because, I mean, email is my jam, even though mm-hmm. it, 
it's the most modern of technologies, but it's the most ancient of technologies at the same time. <laughs> most likely a motherfucker should go to spam or some shit. Or they'll see it. You got the wrong kind of subject line, which is important. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, ah, whatever, spam, throw it away, trash. But, you know, that's what I did. I, I found him, I think, um, a year or so ago, just mm-hmm. going through YouTube, and he was interviewing Dolph Ziggler. I like Dolph Ziggler. So I listened to the conversation. I was like, that dude sounds like a cool guy. I would like to try to talk to him. Went to his Instagram, found his email, sent him an email. He responded, got him on the show. It was that simple. I didn't do any trickery. I didn't dag on <laughs> fucking feed his Patreon because he doesn't have one. But, you yeah. know, I didn't, it's, it's, it's not hidden. The information is there. With um, the Michael Jai White interview, I heard him on two other podcasts that you know i know that i personally listen to and i know the people who do that show so i was like well goddamn, if they got him on his on their show why the fuck i can't have him on mine so I, you know that's where the networking come in these people interviewed him so i asked them what did they do mm-hmm. he has a production company called gigantic pictures and they emailed his uh representative the representative got back to them they scheduled the interview and that's how it happened so i got the email from gigantic uh, uh pictures which i mean it's public knowledge it's not hidden found a uh contact us sent the email they responded back to me it was about a month later scheduled the interview boom there it was yeah it's, it's no trickery it's no 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 tomfoolery here it's just that simple i mean <laughs> but the thing is is like i'm a southern gentleman i was born in the great state of louisiana and there's a we got this the southern uh, hospitality you know we're raised with manners down here and mm-hmm. i take it somewhat as a disrespect to where if i take my time to craft you any type of correspondence i expect a response mm-hmm. <laughs> even if it's to say no or you can't or maybe or whatever the fuck if i took my time to send you something i expect mm-hmm. you to take you know a fraction of a bit of a time just to say, tell me no, if that's the answer or you can't either or, but you know, and then on the other side, you know, fuck how I was raised, you know, people are busy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just that time too. Cause I mean, I've sent many of emails that I fucking forgot about. And then they hit me back months later. Oh yeah. I want to do your show. I was like, Oh shit. I don't forgot who this is. And that's where the <laughs> subject line comes in handy because you try to remember all these emails that you send out. And you try to remember the people by the unique email thing and whatnot. And you forget who the fuck you email because you emailing so many goddamn people. So that's why on the subject line, it's a podcast interview forward slash the person's name. So I don't fucking forget who I got damn email anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> the dude hit me up. He's like, yeah, man, I want to do your show. Um, you know, I, I could do it this day, this day, this day. I was like, all right, cool. Who the fuck is this? <laughs> And I didn't ask him that, but I had to go back and go through all these profiles that I looked at and press the contact us and try to find the email to match the email that I sent the email to. And I was like, okay, it was all right. It's this guy. All right, cool. Because I mean, shit, <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a horrible situation to put yourself in. You done linked up the call and here we are in the, uh, the freaking the lobby and shit and getting ready to talk. And it's like, who is this again? Because everybody don't do video. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They so, don't. I'm trying to recognize the voice and I was like, 
this this is a telltale sign if I, if I ever find myself in that situation because I think I did it once but it wasn't on the podcast it was somewhere else I was like tell everybody your name and what you do <laughs> I don't know who you are and I fucking forgot <laughs> yo the rogue in the chat he said that's like when you when your tender date gets back in touch with you and you be like who the fuck is you <laughs> yeah you know swipe right so many thousands of times and shit <laughs> yeah real okay so real talk back when i was uh back when i was younger and i was single i um oh yeah, shit i didn't I, even see we had a chat my bad i'm i'm behind the curve I, I should, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> right i used to i used to play a numbers game where i would just like i would get girls numbers and then when oh. i'm bored i would just be texting chicks Ooh. and then they would be hitting me back and i'm over here like yo i don't even remember what the fuck she looks like and then sometimes I would have the number and that had no name and I'm just texting yeah. them. <laughs> I have had many conversations with women that I thought that were other women, but I was able to turn it around and make it seem like I was talking to them. <laughs> cause, um, what, cause I, I was, it was the same way. I was a single man and doing single man things and whatnot, collecting those numbers and whatnot. And that it was more like, cause I was born before social media was a big thing. So I got to grow as social media grew. So I got to see it start and then you know, I grew with it. So at the time I was speaking people through messenger and group uh, and freaking uh chat rooms and all kind of shit yeah. like that. So I would know that person by their chat name, not their actual name. Mm -hmm. So um is this Cherry 187 or uh Miss Miss Elite? freaking 2286 you know i'm trying to trying to piece it together i was like oh shit there was one time that i met a girl and we was going to meet up and um i was living in north carolina and she lived in raleigh so it was mm -hmm. like an hour and a half drive or whatnot you know it was the weekend i was single man i didn't give a fuck so i drove an hour and a half got a hotel room and i'm waiting for them to come up and the whole time i'm like i don't even know this motherfucking name <laughs> Like for real, for real. I be she may have told me, but I don't know her actual name. And it would, I feel like that would be rude as fuck to call her by like a, a freaking MySpace, a Yahoo name or whatever the fuck it was. And <laughs> the only reason I figured out what her real name was because she came with a friend, and that's smart because I'm a stranger that you met on the internet that you're gonna meet at a hotel room. So yeah, bring the friend. I understand that, you know, and um. So we damn, she get in the room and the only reason I figured out her name was because she talked, she referenced herself in third person and cause she's like, she was talking about the situation at work and she's like, who ain't about to do that? Ashley, she's not her. I was like, oh shit, that's your name. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I figured it out. <laughs> All by random coincidence. Oh man! Like I, what I used to do. I, I'm also pre pre uh, pre social media age. So uh, back when, so you know, me remember back when we had to, we had to do text messages and they were like ten cents a text or something like that. Oh boy, bruh. Or or remember back when it was like don't call me after until after nine o'clock. <laughs> oh man! Oh shit! 
I, shit, I, I thought I was high class because I got that shit, you know, I paid a little extra and I can talk after seven o'clock. So I thought I was high class. <laughs> Bro, I, it, it was rough back then. I'm like, hmm, I can't. They'd be like, oh, you want to talk? No, no. Um, I'm busy till night. Call me back after nine or text me after nine. Is you know for the younger for the younger cats and may not have been around or you were there or maybe you were a thought in somebody's imagination or you were still a sperm oh. somewhere in your daddy's ball sack. Um, there was a time when you did not have internet on your phone. Oh. There was a time. <laughs> When we actually, there was a time, uh, and, and Desiree, thank you for bringing that up in the chat. Beepers, I remember having beepers and pagers. Oh boy, <laughs> yeah, I would uh text boobs, <laughs> 008S, I mean, uh, five, I mean, and then um, you can do go to hell and uh, one on one. That was like when it's freaky time, I text one on one, uh, you know, or you know, freaking. You know how pages work. <laughs> yeah, you had one, so I know you know how I work. You know what's so funny is that my last job at the hospital, they gave me a pager, and I looked at it. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? They're like, oh, in case of an emergency, why can't you just call me? <laughs> mm. I'm like, I, do you know how many times I would set that pager down and just be like, they're like, oh, where's your pager? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, um, what it is is um, um, what what was it? Um, you ever been catfished? <laughs> oh yeah, I just got see, 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 what had happened was. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I, I've been catfished many a times because, like I said, it was the dawn of a new era for us. You know, the internet was just sprouting out, and you know, we was communicating with people from across the world and the state, and you know, mm-hmm. and people areas and whatnot and you know trying to get freaky because that's all forms of entertainment is stemmed around sex (laughs) (laughs) people are making new tvs for 8k and all kind of other crazy shit just so they can watch better porn people are making vr and everything so they can have sex in 3d spaces goddamn anything that you can think of for your entertainment is revolving around porn somehow (laughs) I'm telling you, that's what it is. They got people when that VR shit was popping, you know, they had people that was doing mods to where you can fuck a machine while you got the headset on, you know. Yeah. So and it was made in in the VR world, damn, it was like a virtual person and shit. And you got this thing strapped to your penis and it's gyrating and doing all this other crazy shit, and you think you're fucking a real person. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. Everything revolves around sex. But uh speaking of sex, so I damn <laughs> um meet this girl, and this 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 how I got catfish. She posted pictures on a MySpace profile, but the pictures wasn't labeled as oh, this is me in high school, or this is me before I had my kid, you know, things of that nature, whatever. So I what I'm seeing in real time on the MySpace profile is what I'm thinking I'm talking to on the phone. And then this person had a certain impairment. And I mean, nothing bad, uh, you know, not a mental handicap or anything like that. It was a a speech, a slur, you Mm -hmm. know, which they masked when we first started talking. Mm 
So she would say my name, my government name, and the way she said it, it sounded like it it, it got me going, you know. <laughs> so I told her that once, and you know, she would do that to me on purpose. And you know, we talk hella game on freaking MySpace and on the phone and all kind of crazy shit. And then um one day she was like, I want to meet up, no problem. She's like, but I don't have a car. No problem. <laughs> and at the time, I was a single dad. Mm-hmm. two itty bitty kids <laughs> like toddlers and shit you know one was in mm-hmm. diapers and one was like walking and shit so she had a kid so that kind of was the thing so, alright you can bring your kids and they can play with my kids and we can play with each other so, <laughs> so I drive to where she is which was like 35-40 minutes away to get her to bring her 35-45 minutes back to my place mm-hmm. so we get there and pre-cell phones. I didn't have one. I just came back from a deployment not too long before that, too. Mm-hmm. So no cell phone. I had to stop at the pay phone outside the gas station. People don't even know what pay phones are nowadays, man. I seen one, <laughs> I seen one within the last two years and it blew my motherfucking mind. <laughs> I was like, shit. I had to I took pictures by it and everything. <laughs> so I pull up to the gas station. I call her. I was like, hey, I'm here. I'm at this gas station. She's like, I know. What the fuck you mean you know? And then I'm looking around like this is some this is I'm am I being set up? Got my kids in the car. I'm gonna have to shoot somebody. <laughs> Damn, I'm looking in the gas station through the window. Dude is behind the counter laughing. She's like, Yeah, my cousin work at the gas station. What the fuck? <laughs> so she got motherfuckers peeping out for me and shit. I mean, it was a small town, you know, 30, 45 minutes away from where I was. So, <laughs> big ass Fred Sanford truck roll up. And then, um, cause I parked, you know, you pull into the parking lot, the building mm-hmm. is there, payphone is there, but I parked on the other side of the parking lot away from the place. Mm-hmm. So I'm by my car, Fred Sanford ass truck pull up in and door swing open, foot hit the ground and the truck raise up. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> you know, I was like, who is that? And I said, that's a big girl. Damn. She turned around. I see the face. I was like, oh, it's you. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say that out loud, but in my head. And you, I sure like, you didn't say that out loud? Yeah, I was like, oh, hey. Then she pulled the baby seat with her kid out the back of the car because she had a younger child. And now I got two. I got three car seats in the back of my 99 Pontiac Grand Nam. <laughs> so if you don't know how small that car is, look it up. And um, this big girl in the front seat, because, I mean, I got to follow through because I'm a man of my word. If I say I'm going to do some shit, I'm going to do <laughs> so I, I was going to test some ass up. And that's what I came to goddamn do, regardless of the, you know, what I was seeing at the time. And then I was single and I didn't give a fuck. So um, <laughs> drove 45 minutes all the way back to the motherfucking house. Kids playing around, tucking themselves out. They took a nap. And then we just sitting on the couch, shoulder to shoulder, because, I mean, you know, she took up a lot of the couch. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we was like, ha, ha, he, he, and I was like, the fake laugh, like, <laughs> ooh, boy. And I flopped my hand down, and, it, you know, it fell on her thigh. And she had, like, mm-hmm. a sundress on, the nerve to have a sundress on. And I was like, upper thigh, I ain't feeling no draws. And I was like, you ain't got no draws on? She's like, nope. I was like, <sighs> All right. So I go in the kitchen and in the back of the freezer, I had a bottle of Bacardi Limon. 
<laughs> Chugged up. And then it went down. <laughs> <laughs> I tussled with her ass and then um, I had to drive <laughs> back to her place <laughs> and uh, drop off. <laughs> and then she was like calling and texting and all kind of stuff. Well, not texting, but calling and everything like that. And she would leave me voicemails and she that's when the, I caught the lisp. She would start saying my name like she used to say before, and the list start coming out because I guess she got comfortable because I beat cheeks and whatnot. But I just kept avoiding it. I was like, "Up, oh, I'm gonna change up my account <laughs> and just like block." And, <laughs> yeah, because uh, you catfish me. You catfish me. <laughs> you can't. You can't build trust and relationships on a bed of deceit. I mean, you can build some cheeks on a bed of sheets, but not on a bed of deceit. <laughs> oh, God. So, um, I know we live right now, and it's, I know this is probably going to be highly unprofessional, but uh, my wife is texting and calling me with an emergency, so I need yeah. to go downstairs real quick and handle some adult things. Go it, for it. Go for I, it. I, I, I will hold it down. Hold it down. <laughs> you in the chat. You know, the best cheeks. Yeah, who said that? Rashad in Elemental P, all the numbers behind your name. Yes, <laughs> it was the best cheeks. I'm not going to lie. You know, the Bacardi Limon, you know, helped me out, you know, trying to tussle with that, that thing. Cause like it was like a waterbed because I got on top and she was a big girl. So I'm like, I'm float, I'm levitating above her. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm riding this thing. Like, yeah. I'm talking about my catfish story. <laughs> oh man, how are you gonna tell some shit when I'm gone? <laughs> so, so, so basically, this is chick, right? So, she, I, I found on Tinder this is years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, she was she was super. Like, her her, her pics was fine. Like she was banging, banging body. Uh, she was cute in face, thick in the waist. I, I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, I, you know, we, we went from messaging on Tinder to texting and all this other stuff. And then when I met her in person, I went to go meet her her hotel room. Mm-hmm. And I saw her and she she walked up. She said, hey, Mikael. She's walking up to me. And I'm like, hi. Uh, who are you? Uh, who are you? Explain <laughs> <laughs> who I think you is. Damn sure wasn't. Um Let's see. Uh, so in her pictures, she looked like she's about, you know, 130, 140. Mm-hmm. Uh, lo and behold, those pictures weren't nothing from recent. Uh, see, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the goddamn deceit. You know, I I had the nerve when I because we didn't have, you know, the good camera phones. Then I had a camera like a legit camera, digital camera. And. When I took pictures, it would put the date and stamp timestamp on the bottom of the picture. So I would post that purposefully. So they know it's a recent goddamn picture. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you lying to you deceitful bastards. Right. So so I ended up, you know, we we she's like, we're at the bar at the hotel, and I'm over here like, am I about to take one for the team or am I about to bail? Duh. I'm like, I'm like, I, okay. So she 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 She's like getting she's getting drinks mm. and then we're drinking and I'm like, this is not getting better. Mm-hmm. Like these drinks are not making it better for yeah, me. Yeah. Missy Elliott, I don't know what she was drinking in that uh 
Don't I look like a Holly Berry poster? See the Belvedere telling tricks on you. <laughs> right. You needed Belvedere. That's the that's the key ingredient. <laughs> Bro, she was she she was like a good 250, 260. Sheesh. She was like twice, two or no. three times. My side. I was twig, bro. No, you should have dag on uh went to McDonald's, plumped up, man. You could have got you an Xbox 360. There you go. <laughs> Pump them numbers up, damn it. <laughs> so so we, so we went up to the hotel room. And then she turns on the music, and then she, boy. then she takes off her robe, mm, boy. and ain't nothing on. And then she's like, she told me she's like, you know, if we do this, uh, you gonna be a daddy. And I was like, what? I said, hold on. Um, I said, let me run to the bathroom real quick. She's like, all right, I'll be over outside. No, she said I'd be in the because that that hotel that each room had its own little like jacuzzi uh, like thing. Tell me, she's like you climbed out the window. <laughs> no, so when she went over there, I went like I was going to the bathroom, and in the back of my head, I'm like abort, abort. <laughs> <laughs> so I opened the door, dude. I booked it. I, I flew down the hallway. I I got to the elevator. I was. I was punching the damn buttons. Like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> and then, then, then the elevator didn't come. And then she opened the door. She said, where are you going? And I ran. I'm like, where's the fire escape? <laughs> I'm going to get some ice. You forgot the bucket. I'll put it in my hoodie. Fuck it. <laughs> Bruh, I, I, every, I blocked a number. Oh, I, I blocked her on all social media. I stopped going out to certain places I thought I would find her. I'm like, mm-mm. That's a trap. It was funny though when she said like you're gonna be a daddy. Oh, I, I left I left the other part out because the other thing that she had said was like the the because she had just had a kid too. Oh boy, I've been there. <laughs> and and she said I said this is the last dude. He didn't believe me, and then nine months later, I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> we'll check it out. I was reckless as a single man because, and I'll tell you why. Because at that time in my life, like, so I joined the military right out of high school, and mm-hmm. before leaving to go to boot camp, I got my first wife pregnant. You mm-hmm. know, my girlfriend, I knocked her up, and I could say that was a planned pregnancy because, like, I was in them guts, and like, I got lazy, I got complacent and i was like you gonna have my baby she's like yeah <laughs> so that's not, it was a planned pregnancy you know it wasn't a mistake <laughs> i can go here with a server purpose but um so i knocked her up and um she took me you know i went to i joined the military i went to boot camp and everything you know and shortly after when i finished i came back we got married and everything mm-hmm. and then um i moved her up to where i was stationed in north carolina Mm-hmm. And then you know, nine eleven happened. <laughs> so, you know, for real, for real, I thought I was gonna die because I mean, they flew planes into the World Trade Centers and shit, and they're gonna send us to freaking, Af- uh, I mean, Iraq and all these other places. I was like, dog, no shit. I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> so I was like, I need to have a son. You know, the one that I was just yelling at before I got on this goddamn podcast because the motherfucker didn't do the shit that I asked him to do before I got home. But anyway, so <laughs> I knocked her up and then I leave again 
that's, that seems to be the pattern with my older two. You know, I knock her up and then I leave to go do some other shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I knock her up and then I leave to go train because they're going to deploy us because of 9-11. Mm-hmm. So my son is born and I get to spend 12 days with him after he's born and then on the plane to freaking Iraq, you know, mm-hmm. fuck up some bad guys and shit, right? Mm-hmm. So they call you a serial knocker upper. <laughs> I'm a habitual uterus stepper. <laughs> but um, so I go over there and I chalk all this up to us being young and the certain situations that we were in in life at the time. Because while I was gone, mm. you no, know, she was doing shit that she wasn't supposed to do, you know, adultery style and whatnot. So while I'm gone. She got knocked up by another dude. <laughs> so what? Yeah, crazy, right? You know, I, I can't make this shit up. So she get knocked up by some other guy and whatnot. And then um I came back and that was it. Kaputs, you know, we're done. Uh-huh. So, um because of that, that whole situation, I mean, it is it's not that simple because I mean there's more to it than that. You know, there's a lot of whole bunch of shit before this all this happened. You know, it wouldn't just poof. This one instance, she got knocked up with somebody else. And no, it's a whole bunch of shit before that that happened, you know, and I chalk it up to us being young and inexperienced. Mm-hmm. And you know, th- that's what it is. So you have a, a child, a teenager, you, your kid that they stay with you from, you know, the time that they're born all the way up until they graduate high school. And that's all they know. So once they get their own things, their own stuff or whatever, they want to experience that life. They want to go out and party and hang out all night or whatever, because that's not something that was allowed as a child. You Mm -hmm. know, now they're an adult. They're on their own. So I went straight into family mode at 18 years old, you know, because I got this girl pregnant. I'm from a military family. I know what the lifestyle is like, and that's what I want to provide for this child. Mm -hmm. So um. I automatically went into that wholeheartedly and she wasn't about that. She wanted to do teenage shit. She wanted to do child shit and go mm-hmm. to the clubs and do all this other stuff, you know? So all that lead up to this point where I'm deployed, getting shot at, dropping mortars on me and shit and all kind of other crazy shit in Iraq. And she back there spending my deployment money, fucking around with another dude, getting knocked up and shit. So all that coupled with how many times I could have fucking died in Afghan- uh, Iraq, I mean, to come back to this shit, her with a fucking belly forming already. And I was like, I know my dick ain't that long. I didn't do this before, I, you know, from over there. And I was like, well, fuck. You know, so I don't have her in my life no more. I don't have to worry about all that. And now I get to do the things now as a 21-year-old coming back from the deployment. Like... I never got to experience that stuff. I never got to go out to the clubs. I never got to party and everything because I was always trying to be with the kids, going to work and doing all this other stuff for the family. So now I have this freeing opportunity to go actually go out and be a, you know, my own person, you know, my own adult. So because of all those things I just mentioned, I was fucking reckless. I did not give a fuck. My standards were so low that I would trip over them on a daily basis, (laughs) you know, Because I looked at it this way. It's like, I could have died and never got another piece of pussy again. Never. So if the pussy presented itself to me, 
I didn't really care too much what it was attached to. I just knew I wanted some of that stuff. So mm-hmm. I didn't give a fuck. I would go to the club. I'd get drunk off my ass and whatever Gila monster roll up from under the freaking dance floor. That's what I was taking home. I didn't give a fuck. You know, I, I protected myself. So, you know, I, I wasn't trying to knock up somebody. I wasn't trying to be that habitual uterus stepper again, like I was somebody mentioned in chat, but I didn't care. So you was talking about the girl that catfished you, but that reminded me of another story to where I went to the club. Go for it. And I didn't, <clears throat> I wasn't coming off nothing. You know, I wouldn't, you know, the people that I was seeking out or whatever, you know, I got a couple of dances and everything, but I couldn't, you know, close on the number or some, you know, whatever so it was the golden hour to where they like doing last call and everything the club lights about to come on they about to shut the shit down so on the second level by the vip i see this big girl gila monster and she kind of making eye contact with me from the upstairs and whatnot and so i keep that in the back of my mind i keep that in my back pocket in case something don't fall through so you know people leaving the club lights getting ready to come on and she come by me and she's just like dancing a couple feet away from me just <clears throat> dancing by herself you know twerking and shit which was weird because she was wide as she was tall so in my infinite wisdom in my inebriated state I was just like don't fuck around and let me take you home and she was like well come on then <laughs> so <laughs> so this was my convenient setup there was a club that we would always go to and it was conveniently a block away, literally, from where my friend stayed. So mm-hmm. we would go to the friend's house, get drunk at the house, walk to the club and party, fuck around, get drunk in the club, then, you know, walk back to their place because it's that damn close. But this night, I don't know why, I drove my car and it was in the parking lot. And I didn't told this big bitch to come home. <laughs> and she's like, let's do it. And this is how I knew she was a goddamn professional. She went to her friend's car, pulled out an overnight bag, and threw it in the trunk of my car. So she was ready about that action, you know, before she even met me. <laughs> so even though I was created, and whoever's listening, I was very wrong. I was young. I was reckless. I was irresponsible. I was immature. You should never drive drunk. I don't care how, you know, well you think you have it together. You really don't. And if you got pulled over for any reason whatsoever, you would have been in the wrong. So that's me speaking from a more sophisticated and mature age, you know, to my younger self. (laughs) So (laughs) we, we, we drive back to my place and I lived in military housing because I have kids. I'm single, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm single with kids. So I had them to babysit while I took big girl back to the house, but I didn't want her to know where I lived. So bare bones, you go in through the front gate, you pass the entry point, you take a left, go three blocks down. My house was on the left. So when I brought her there, I went straight. (laughs) I went to the right. I went down the block. I came back around the park. I went up again. Then I came down. Then I went left. Then I went right. Then I came to my house because <laughs> I didn't want her to remember how the fuck she got here. <laughs> you know, so I was cognizant enough to do that. And then, you know, the festivities began and there, we did all the things in toward the night. I woke up the next morning and I was so used to the, you know, dress and run to mm-hmm. where 
I woke up, I looked around, and I was getting dressed. She's like, where you going? I was like, fuck, this is my house. <laughs> I was like, how the fuck I'm going to leave? I live here. <laughs> you know, I was that, you know, thrown off in the brain because I was used to going to other people's house, you know, you know, beat and dash, you know, but I was at my own place and I couldn't, where the fuck I'm going to go? So the girl that was babysitting my kids, I text her and told her to call me. So she called me. And I was like, oh, Corporal Robinson, how you doing? Yeah. Oh, shit. I forgot. You know, I'll be there as quick as I can. <laughs> you know, that, that was a distress call. Mm-hmm. So I told her, hey, man, I, I forgot. I, I missed out on some shit. I need to go to work <sighs> and everything. And, you know, get your shit. Let's get the fuck out of here. So mm-hmm. that was the most awkward ride because I had to take this motherfucker home. <laughs> There was no Uber and everything, and I was too cheap to pay for a motherfucking taxi. So, yeah, had to ride in the car with a, with a big ass all the way out into the country because Jacksonville, North Carolina is bullshit. <laughs> Took a big ass home, and she got out the car. She's like, if you ever go out again, you know, you got my number. You can hit me up. I said, I have your number. I don't have your number. I'm saying that in my head. I ain't saying that out loud. <laughs> yeah, never seen that again. So, and we didn't have that variety of clubs, you know, like other places. That was like the main spot. So I, you know, I seen her in there again and she just like, she gave me the, like, mm-hmm. let me know she was ready just in case. But that was her thing. I mean, she just, she was for everybody. You know, she didn't take it personal that I didn't call her back because she knew what her purpose was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. The ride of shame. You are. <laughs> Dude, I so I, I've got some sir. Man, this whole thing just turned into like, man, this is what happened back in the day. Yes. So, so I had this one time where um, Bandcamp. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I had this whole situation back in the day. Like I used to go to this club called uh, Zanzibar that we used to have down in Waikiki. Oh no, this is funny. Go for it. This is what I remember from my my youth. When I was, uh, we had a graduation for preschool mm-hmm. and we did like letters of the alphabet and I was the letter Z and my line to say in the play was Z zooms to Zanzibar. <laughs> <laughs> we were meant to talk, man, just because, just because of that fact right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so, so what happened was, see what had happened was. What had happened? That, that should you be know, a shirt though. I know, right? I need to put that on there. Like, so, yeah. So we used to, in front of your desk, like a silhouette of you sitting in front of your desk, in front of your microphone, and be like, "What had happened was." <laughs> <laughs> so I used to go in there, and bro, I used to like before I got to the point where, and this is after I got game because there was a point where I was just like the nerdy kid in college, and. I didn't have no guile of the game. And then I teach myself. And once I taught myself, I became an area motherfucker. I'm like, man, I'm going, what? She over there? What? She fine. They're like, oh, man, that girl's fine, man. So you ain't got a chance. All right. Step Take you up on that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? I got to the point like where I had like, I had a crew. Mm-hmm. And we would just wild out like Rashad, who was in here earlier. He used to be part of that crew, so he knows what I'm talking about. We used to be buck wild. Like we go in, it'd be like four or five of us. We go in, we just like stand by the dance floor, look around. We see the shorties, and if they come around, boom! Like, not nah, we got them, we got them. Yeah, yeah. 
And um, I had this one time, well, one of many times. <laughs> At one time, I almost got kidnapped. But oh boy. <laughs> I, I had this one time where I went in and my homie um, Ferg or Ferguson, he he was drunk as fuck. And he's like, man, I don't care what she looked like. I just want to smash, homie. I just came back. So mm. I don't care. I'm like, all right, well, there's two over there. He's like, uh, which one you want? I'm like, I'll take the one on the right. He's like, all right, I'm going to go get the one on the left. And he walks right. And um, they're older, I think, because me and Ferg at the time, we were like 22, 23, and they were like late 20s or early 30s. Mm-hmm. And um, they just started talking. He was just talking to, to the girls, and they're from Australia. Man, I'm going to tell you this. Australian girls are so easy. Oh, wait. Shout outs to Australia. <laughs> For real. Like, literally had to do nothing. So we were. So we started. He, he's talking to the one chick. He's talking to the butt ugly one. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, well, you got her out the way. So I'm talking to the other one. The other one, I can't tell if she's thick or fat because she's wearing like baggy ass clothes, right? That might be and, of, the, of the of the fatness, <laughs> right? So I'm like, I don't, I don't know what like is she baggy? Is she just fat? I'm like I don't know, but she got a cute face though. She she I'm like damn. Well, those, those are the best, you know. Big, big old girl with a cute face, man. Man, I tell you what, <laughs> right? Just had had that smile, and then she had, you know, the thick thick lips, and she had that that Australian British accent. I'm like, man, all right, so. We go over, we go get food, you know, we go eat the, the, at the Denny's. And then from the Denny's, we walked over to uh, their hotel. And my, my, my boy Ferg is like, man, we about to, he said, I'm about to smash, homie. I'm about to smash. And then him and her get on their bed, on her bed. And they, they both just pass out. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> and then, then I'm sitting there. I'm not even drunk. A friend the, the one I thought, I'm like, I can't figure out if she's fat or not. She's not drunk. So we just started sitting there talking, and I'm like, well, shit. We all, she's sitting on the bed. I'm on the bed. I don't want to keep talking. So I just say to her, I'm like, and, and this is kind of my famous line that I've used on quite a number of women. I'm like, are you a good kisser? So that's why I asked her, and she's like, She's like, why? I'm like, well, I'm just curious. I'm like, you know, we ain't got nothing else to do. I'm just curious. Are you? And she's like, yeah, maybe. She's like, but you'll never know. I'm like, well, why don't you show me? Are you scared? I said, I'm not scared. Air pressure. (laughs) You know? And then the next thing I know, and this has happened with every chick I pull this with, it goes from kissing to the next thing I know, they pulling up, they panty, they pulling off something. Yeah. And I'm over here like, yeah, we just, we went straight from zero to 100. all right, and then she she takes her clothes off, and I'm like, "Damn, you got a, a Coke bottle?" Then I was looking, and I was like, "Why did I think she was fat?" And then she had the biggest damn titties I've ever seen in my life <laughs> with a Coke bottle. I'm like, "Okay, that makes sense now." <laughs> Speaking of bottles, take a swig for the working man, right? And then I had this other situation where. Oh man, actually going back to the Australian chick, she was a freak. Mm-hmm. She wanted to smash as she was there for like three days and she wanted to smash everywhere. She didn't care. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. All right. Well, well as alluded to in the chat, uh, ride that thunder down under. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so this other time I had these, these, this, I was in the club and these two Russian chicks came up to me. And Man, they were, did you tell them to slow down? Bro, I was kind of, I was a little scared because they were fine and they were coming on real strong, like, like, you know, making out with me and doing all kinds of stuff in the club. And then they're like, oh, we just going to go back to our place and we, you know, we're going to, we're going to have fun with you. And I was like, at first I was like, I'm a little concerned, but I'm down for it. But they weren't speaking Russian. They were speaking English, like mm-hmm. perfectly fine English. And I get in the car and I'm like, then I hear them talking to each other, but they're talking to each other in Russian. Oh boy. And then they would turn around, look at me and smile. And I'm like, am I about to die? Yeah. Yeah. He's about to wake you <laughs> with your kidney missing and shit. <laughs> right. And then I'm like, uh, well, where do you guys live? And they're like, oh, we live in Wahiwa. Mm-hmm. That's like, the, that doesn't sound made up at all. No, that's <laughs> bro. I live in, okay. So where I live now, I'm close to Waikiki, right? It's yeah. like five minutes away. Wahiwa from here is like, two hours maybe three hours away on the other side of the island and where they're at buses don't run so i'm over here like you're taking a chance <laughs> <laughs> you're taking a chance so so we don't even get that far out of waikiki and i'm like um i said look um can, can you just let me out the car i'm like you know i i just realized i got to work in the morning I, said, I definitely would love to have fun with you but um yeah, um, I, I I got your number. She's like, I didn't give you my number. I said, yeah, you did. You, you gave me it at the bar, but I, I, I'm gonna call you. Don't don't call me. I'm gonna call you. You know, <laughs> y'all fine. We gonna have some fun. You know, just not tonight. I gotta work. Yeah, and, bruh, they drove up the street and um, ended up picking up this other dude. That was drunk who came from the club. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna see him again. <laughs> I didn't see him again. Word. <laughs> uh, hey man, you escaped a sticky situation, but you also put somebody else in a stickier situation. <laughs> You're like, sucks to be you, motherfucker. <laughs> right. <laughs> um I, I got this is my ultimate story. This is Go the for it. This is the one that I would um, tell the new uh, Marines whenever they came to me, because at the end of my career, I was an instructor at my MOS school. So the yeah. job that they trained me to do in the military, I went back to that place to become an instructor. So um, <laughs> it's not so much a catfish, more like a betrayal. So. Damn. This kind of this is before I really started wilding out. The whole thing happened with the baby mama and everything. I came back, and you know I was alone and single for the first time in forever. You know I almost wanted to start singing Frozen. For the, what was that for Frozen? Oh, for the, the Let It Go. No, for the first time in forever. That's not. Uh, oh, yeah. is it? Wait, no, I don't think it's Frozen. I don't know. I'll get my my movies mixed up. I had to pull up Disney Plus later, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, so I was alone. I, I, I was without a relationship for the mm-hmm. first time after the, the, everything went down. So, you know, that's when I first started going to the club. That's when I very first started going to the club. And, you know, I didn't do like a lot of the, you know, 
people when they left their parents' house, you know, they would drink illegally. You know, mm-hmm. I actually waited till I was 21 before I had my first drink. But at the same time, it, that wasn't by choice because I was in motherfucking Iraq <laughs> and I couldn't get alcohol when I turned 21. But anyway, so I go to the club, I meet this girl, mm-hmm. and we dance. Since we made contact with each other, we danced that whole fucking night. From the time we locked eyes and started getting down on the dance floor, we danced till the fucking club lights came on and it was time to go. So <laughs> it it became a routine for me to go to the club and, you know, just have a good time. You know, if I came off something, I came off something. If I didn't, I didn't. And, you know, I was just there to drink and have a good time. Yeah. So I was conditioned pretty much when the lights come on. Oh, that was it. And then I would zombie walk my ass to, you know, to my homegirl house down the road and sleep it off and, you know, go about my business the next morning. You know, that was not uncommon for me. So mm. it was the thing. We was on each other all night, just dancing, having a good old time. Club lights come on and I just like, Doop. about to turn and walk out and shit and go about my business. And she grabbed me and she pulled me in and gave me the most passionate kiss that I ever had in a long time. So I'm like, whoa. And we just danced. We didn't even exchange names. And I was like, well, hello, my name is Rob. How are mm-hmm. you? What is your name? <laughs> and she's like, walk me to the car. I was like, all right, no problem. So we walk into the car and I'm I'm drunk. And you know, I'm kind of slurring over my words, trying to talk to her, you know, sound coherent, but I know in my head I sounded great. Fucking sound like the old spice guy and shit. <laughs> you know, I have pearls and all kind of shit. But you know, what was actually coming out was yo shit. <laughs> So we get to the car, and what I noticed it was that year model, brand new BMW, mm-hmm. Cobalt Blue. I remember that much about it. And I'm in the military, and we in the military town. So you know, a lot of my warning bells didn't go off in this situation because you figure if you mess with just about any female in this small ass town that's connected to this military base, they either somebody, wife, cousin, sister, somebody is affiliated with the military in this situation. So I'm sitting, I'm looking at this car and I got, you know, like, damn, shit nice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dazzled by the freaking, you know, she might got some bread, man. She can buy me a PlayStation 2 or something. (laughs) So we talking and I'm looking at her dashboard and on the dashboard, it was a picture of a Marine. So I totally ignored it. I, like what I said, it could have been somebody, you know, cousin, sister, somebody is affiliated with the military in some form of fashion here in this place. So I, I totally ignored it. You know, she's like, here, take my number. Maybe she's like, I like how you dance and everything. Cause that's when I had mobility in my joints and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we should come do this again sometime. I was like, all right, cool. No problem. So I think, the week after, you know, next weekend was coming up. I call her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Hey, you want to just rob? You know, we met at the club. Give me a number. You want to go to the movies or something like that?" She's like, "You don't even know me. How you? You just want to take me to the movies?" I was like, "Well, this is how I get to know you by taking you to the movies." She's like, "Well, I ain't really feeling that. I want to go to the club. I like how you how you get down and whatnot." I was like, "All right, cool. We can do that." So we go to the club. wasn't really feeling it and whatnot. So we left. And went to motherfucking Waffle House. And this is when, you know, I submitted my, my my game down. It wasn't even so much trying to spit game or nothing like that. It was just telling her what happened to me. You know, mm-hmm. I joined the military. You know, I got married young. 
I knocked this girl up twice. She cheated on me when I went on deployment, spun all my money, wrecked my car, you know, giving her the sob story. I was like, I'm a single dad now. I got both of my kids with me. And, you know, she's like, oh, I got two kids, too. I was like, word, we got a play date. I was like, fuck, she got kids. I got kids and whatever. So, <laughs> you know, we just like we kind of connected because of that, you know. And um, it came to the crossroads. You know, we left the Waffle House and everything. We get to the stop sign, you know. Left would take me take us to my house. Right would take her home. So I was like, um, what you want to do? I, you and I can take you home. You can come by the house and chill or whatever. She's like. Let's go to your house. Word. Take the left turn. Get to the crib and everything. And by this time, all I had been doing was going to the club, having fun, you know, just living that lifestyle. I mm-hmm. had not had any intimate contact with anybody after coming back from that deployment. So we get there, you know, and I'm conditioned because my kids wasn't there at the time. Not yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was so conditioned to, you know, being with them and watching cartoons and shit. We was just in there watching Cartoon Network. <laughs> Fucking three, four o'clock in the goddamn morning and whatnot. And we just talking to chilling and it was just more background noise. So my thing, you talk about how you had your little trick, you know, uh, you good kisser. Uh well, my shit was like, uh, your feet hurt. <laughs> and she's like, Why you ask? I was like, Well, I was just simply inquiring, ma'am, if your job from day to day requires you to stand copious amounts of hours on your feet. And I was wondering if your feet were in pain. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, boom. Flip the shoes off. Flip the socks off. Get the baby all out the room. Start rubbing them feet. And whatnot. Rubbing the feet. Rubbing the feet. And then uh, I was like, what about your legs? Your legs hurt? She's like, yeah, they do. Yeah, like Capri Pan. <laughs> like, I go up to the ankles. I was like, well, you know, I got all this oil and stuff and whatnot. And, you know, I don't want to mess your pants up. So she just threw the motherfucking pants off. I was like, word. We here. <laughs> Moving up the thighs and everything and whatnot. I said, I mean, you you, you have told, because um, she didn't want to tell me where she worked at. Mm-hmm. But I was like, she told me that she stand a lot. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, so, I mean, if you do stand a lot, I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure your back and everything is kind of bothering you. I mean, you're a woman, you have breasts. I mean, you, they're kind of large. So, you know, you're going to have some back pain. You know, you know what I'm just saying? I'm trying to help you out. You know, I can get the shoulders and everything, right? She's like, okay, okay. So she rolled over on her stomach. I'm looking at them cheeks. Delicious. And, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to, I'm working around her neck the top of her neck and everything and she still got her shirt and shit on i was like but well, it's same thing that's the th- i got i mean i don't want to mess your shirt up i got all this baby oil on my hands and whatnot shirt come off Whew. all right cool rubbing the shoulders rubbing the back rubbing the shoulders and i'm playing coy with the bra because i don't want to just outright take it off so i'm going like up and around it and all kind of shit like that and she just unsnapped flew throw the bra off words so i'm on the back just like yeah rubbing the wax on wax off all that shit <laughs> you know and then you know i'm getting down and rubbing the butt cheeks and all kind of things like that and just la, da, 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 do, 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 do. and she i was like well let, let me go ahead and get the front and she roll over and then the, the titties roll over too <laughs> and here i am in the front just you know working the boobs da, 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 da. And then, you know, it just, you know, it escalate from there because I'm rubbing them, touching them, rubbing them, touching them and everything. And she started inching down the drawers. I was like, hold up. 
I just want you to know that I've been deployed for seven months and you are the first human contact that I've had since I've been back. I said, don't be expecting nothing spectacular because it's not going to be that. (laughs) I'm just letting you know right now. Those were my words to her. She's like, it's cool. And then, you know, things went down. (laughs) So that this is where we ramp up to the ultimate betrayal. So we've been kicking it ever since that moment. You know, my kid Mm. came to stay with me later and, you know, she got to know my kids and I got to know her kids. Her kids played with my kids. Mm -hmm. um, Because I was single and I was broke, I didn't have a lot of money for daycare. So she would watch my kids while I go to work. Mm -hmm. You know, her fucking mom was braiding my my daughter's hair and everything. Because I don't know how to do that shit. You know, I got the man hands. I just grabbed a a mess full of hair and bam, gone. (laughs) You know, so this was going on heavy since I, you know, since that first initial night. And like I would see her every day. Her place was damn near my place because I was there so much. I met her brother and everything, and me and him was cool. We play fucking Xbox and PlayStation together and all kind of crazy shit. You know, he dapped mm-hmm. me up every time he see me or whatnot. So um, my dad came up to visit. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because he, he wanted to see the grandkids. And mm-hmm. just like I said, I didn't have a cell phone or nothing like that. So I went to the store and everything. And uh, when I came back, he's like, hey, some girl came by here and left you a note. I said, that's how... <laughs> we were with technology we didn't have a phone i mean she came by the house and whatnot Mm -hmm. so um i read the note she's like come by the house tonight i got a surprise for you i was like bet beat them cheeks so (laughs) i get fly and everything and i I go to a place and everything and i don't even knock no more because i'm there so much i just walk into the motherfucker so when i walk in the house the scene was this she was wasn't even in the room she was in the back somewhere her brother was sitting on the couch and it was some dude sitting on the other couch that I'd never met before. Never seen in my goddamn life. There's, you know, he was just there, you know, so dap his brother up. And, you know, anytime we interacted, me and her brother, you know, he was cool. He was like, yo, dog, you know, glad to see me and shit, you know. Mm-hmm. But this time when I came there, he's like, yo, what's up? I said, yo, what's up, baby? What's wrong? You know, you, you cool? You straight? You know, you just like, you know, something was up, you know, but you know, pussy blindness. I, I wouldn't even, I, I I was ignoring all the telltale signs that something was amiss. So, you know, I, I walk up to the other guy that I never seen before, you know, in my Southern charm, you know, I introduced myself. Hey, what's up? My name, Rob. How are you? You know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, all right, cool. I'm such and such. I forget his name because things went awry shortly after because like I finished shaking his hand. I introduced myself to him and here she come out the back. So I turn to her and it's like, you know, love in my eyes, my heart, my, my eyeballs turn into hearts and shit. And there's golden light shining down on her. She walking toward me in slow motion, fucking doves flying out in the background and shit. And I reach my arms out to give her a hug and she walked right past me and walked to this dude that I never met before and sit down on the couch next to him and give him a hug. And she's like, hey, Rob, I want to introduce you to my husband. So okay yo yo what <laughs> so we got a savvy chat room in here i mean you, and you've heard a lot of things i mean you, you you may have heard of the term ptsd yeah so i don't think i've personally experienced ptsd as 
it is related to uh, combat situations and all kind of things of that nature. But in this moment, you know, I was calm as fuck. Like on the outside, the exterior, I was just like, yo, yo, okay, cool. You know, it's just like, but on the inside, my shit snapped, dog. My shit was, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, why, how did I get myself? Because it was not my intention to be in this situation. You know, I yeah. it was a me and her thing and whatnot. I met her fucking mom. Her mom babysitted my kids and did her hair and shit, you know? So I thought we was on some other shit, you know? And I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, and I'm freaking out inside my head, but outside, calm as fuck. And like, I really believe I blacked out, like for real. Like I was just alone in my head with my thoughts and my body was moving on autopilot. Cause at mm-hmm. some point, we all wind up at the damn dinner table together eating. <laughs> so she in the kitchen making food and shit. And I'm sitting there eating pork chops and green beans and shit. And the question come up, the golden question from him, how you meet my wife and dog, before I can even fix myself to tell a lie, she fly out of the kitchen. Oh, I met him at the grocery store. He had these two young kids and everything. And he looked like he was having a hard time struggling and whatnot. And you know, I'm not working and everything. So I thought it was cool that, you know, I would, I offer my, to babysit for me you know he paid me this amount of money and she had to lie crafted already set and i'm just sitting there with a, a, a lone green bean on my fork like yeah what she said <laughs> <laughs> dog and i'm like and like i said outside calm as fuck eating green beans and pork chops and shit but inside i'm like fuck you know because military don't play about that shit dog this is another Another, cause, cause after that he's like, um, I was like, "Where you been, man?" And he's like, "Yeah, I just got back from Iraq." So it's like, "Oh shit!" So he in the military too. So that was the picture on the dashboard of that car when I first met her. You know, that was him. And I was like, "Fuck!" In the military, don't play that adultery shit, man. And I was just like, "Man, he gonna snitch on me, and I'm gonna get fucking." demoted and locked up and taking money from me and shit you know all because of some shit I didn't damn you know I I wasn't trying to do Mm -hmm. so I guess he was getting kind of antsy and everything so she scooped him up and they go in the back and they was back there for a while so I don't know if they was fussing fighting fucking or whatever the hell they was doing but I took that as my opportunity to leave so I got up and I was leaving I was walking up the damn the driveway and she come running out the house she's like and I was like, what? And she grabbed me by my arm and turned me around and she looked me dead in the motherfucking eyes. And I'm going to get close to the camera so you can see me with all seriousness. I got to bring the mic over here because it don't work like that. <laughs> <laughs> she, she looked me dead in my eyes. She's like, why are you tripping? I was like, bitch, that's your husband. <laughs> She's like, why are you tripping? <laughs> I'm like, why? Bruh. Why am I tripping, dog? That was she was deadpan, dead ass, just like, why are you tripping? Like I knew what this was, <laughs> you know. And um, she's like, I mean, so this is how it's gonna go down or whatever. I mean, you're gonna actually have to start paying me if I'm gonna keep babysitting for you. And I was like, word, you ain't even got to worry about that. I I'll take care of this shit tomorrow. So. 
I wake up the next morning, I'm banging on the daycare door like, help, <laughs> I need some assistance. <laughs> I need some daycare, you know. So that was the one part of the betrayal. That was the one part. So I, I in hindsight. One part? Yeah, uh, well, it's not so much, this part is not so much betrayal, but like some some shit went down after that. It was just like. I was bringing the kids until I got the daycare set up. So I went mm. there to give her her money, you know, actual money. <laughs> and um, she's like, hey, I don't want to be able to babysit for you no more. I was like, understandable. No problem. I don't even want to be here right now. You know, she's like, I, I found out I'm a, I'm pregnant. And, you know, the doctor says it's high risk and whatnot. And I'm, I, I can't be doing her around and messing with these kids and everything like that. And I was like. I've been here every day fucking all the time, every time and everything. And I'm not going to lie. It was, you know, I got comfortable there. I thought this was going to be the next thing that I was going to just be saddled with. And, you know, you know, we didn't use a condom all the time. So all this shit is going through my head and everything. And this was the last words I ever told to this girl. And I never seen her again. And this happened in 2003. I looked her dead in the face and I was just like, if you have anything you need to tell me, you know where I live, you have my phone number. Let me know. And I haven't seen her again since uh, 2003. So he just got back from the time she told me that, from the time me meeting him that night in that situation, that was less than a week. So I know she ain't a month pregnant in a week. And so and i'm just like i never heard from her again and i seen him out in the wild somewhere you know i'm at the atm drive-thru and shit and he just happened to pull up in another at you know another teller lane and whatnot and you know giving me the stank face mm -hmm. but you know in hindsight and everything I, I don't think i have another little b-rob running around out here in the wild anywhere i think that was her way to get rid of me you know she was telling me some shit to kind of like scare me Mm -hmm. because the dude that she said it was her husband they wind up not staying together and she I, <laughs> this is how I knew she kind of this is how I knew she moved on because many moons later I mean I hadn't seen her again but there's a place specifically on base for when people get married this is mm -hmm. where they go to register and everything so I also had to go there to check out because I was leaving that duty station I was going to another place and that was one of the places I had to check out mm -hmm. so as I'm walking out she walking in with a whole nother dude so uh, that's how I kind of figured she wasn't with the guy anymore. So and she walking this other simp inside this building to do some other shit, you know. So I walked a long way when I caught her from afar. We didn't lock eyes. And so I walked all the way around and I was like, damn, she moved like that. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the ultimate betrayal. <laughs> so, so, so I just got to ask this. It's a real, real important question. Was the pussy good? Oh, hell yeah. No doubt. <laughs> it, was, it was good enough for me to sit there and watch Biker Boys on loop consecutively for three days. Back to back to back to back to back to back to back. Because <laughs> <laughs> the DVD just it came on. We watched it. And then, you know, we go, you know, do uh, DVD and chill because there was no Netflix. <laughs> and then now, um, you know, that bitch would just come on over and over and over again. We just be sitting there watching Biker Boys all motherfucking weekend. <laughs> That's how I come to hate that movie. <laughs>
Never seen it again since then. <laughs> Shit, I got a similar story then. Shit, we... we, we... <laughs> no, not about biker boys, but about a chick. Okay. So, see what had happened was. What had happened? <laughs> Merchandise and capitalize on this shit. <laughs> so, what had happened was on, there's yeah. this chick. Um, With the horns. <laughs> Remix. <laughs> So, so uh, shout out to everyone who's who's coming into this uh, live stream podcast, Squall Shade, Zero Rogue, everyone out there. Thank you guys for coming through. So what had happened was. Before you go, uh, was uh, Squ- Squishy Sh- Shade, whatever your name is. This is live. We, we're, we're going right now. I just read your comment. So that tells you that we're live. <laughs> <laughs> so so we. Um, so what happened was there's this chick that I met at the club back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is like, was it 2010, 2000? No, yeah, 2010 at Zanzibar, same club. <laughs> <laughs> so I met her and off the bat, she was like, I'm married. I'm just here with my friend, my girlfriend. I'm not trying to do anything. You know, she just, she put the front up. And here's the thing I've learned mm-hmm. with a lot of women. Even if they say they marry, and I'm, there, there's exceptions to this rule. Yeah, yeah. But you can pull anybody, even the ones that say they marry. Mm-hmm. So when she said that, in my head, I'm over here like, well, all right, well, <laughs> you know, I'm like, all right, so we'll see, whatever. So I ignored that, and I started talking to her friend. I stopped giving her attention. I was getting her friend attention. And so, you know, for like three or four weeks, every time I go out to the club, I'd see her and her friend, right? And then there was this one time where she got shit faced. Mm-hmm. And her friend was like, I'm going in a whole different direction. Can you drive her home? Yep. That was the alley oop. And you was like, dunk. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I went and I, I drove her home and, you know, I, I took her back to her place. She, she was living on a military base Hello. So I, to the club. I asked her, I was like, wait, um, is this your, like, is this your house? She's like, no, like whose house is it? She's like, well, I'm staying with family here. Okay. Like, oh, but where's your husband? She's like, I, I don't have a husband. I just said that because I, I thought you were just a fuck boy that was coming up to me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. Well, so I drove her there, walked her in the house, and she's like, I'm just really, I just need to lay down. And she's like, can you, can you go give me water? So I went in her kitchen. She, the, the, the house is huge. So I went in the kitchen, got her water, came back, gave it to her. And I'm just sitting on the couch and I'm like, well, I need to go. I guess I need to go home. She's like, well, I'll drive you back when, when I sober up a little bit. I was like, okay. So I'm sitting there and she lays on me, like puts her head on my shoulder and I'm over here like, mm-hmm. all right. Okay. And then next thing I know, she just starts like 
rubbing on my other shoulder and then she starts kissing me and then i'm like are you sure she's like yeah see I, we, I like that you ask consent right <laughs> bruh i had to it was just something in my head was like you sure she's like yeah so we end up end up fucking mm-hmm. all over that damn house See, and he, he, he was straightforward with it, whatever. Anytime I had my my interludes and everything, see, I don't even say fucking or nothing uh sex. I just like beat cheeks. I I I you know, there's a euphemism for everything. He's just like, I was fucking, you know, you rude <laughs> you. <laughs> so so um you know, ended up going to the bedroom, finishing up there, lights was off, I didn't see nothing, right? Mm-hmm. So wake up next day and she's like, what happened? I was like, what do you mean what happened? She yeah. said, why are we in bed together? Because you gave me permission. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you initiated it. She's like, I'm married. I'm like, you just said you weren't married. She's like, oh, but I am. Look. <laughs> And then she cut the she she turned the blinds so the light was shining in the room, and she's like, "That's my husband." And she pointed to the picture of her and him, and I'm like, "Wait, so this is your house?" She's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Fuck, where is?" I'm like, "Yo, is he?" I'm like, "What's his name?" She's like, "His name is Tyrone." I was like, "Oh, called Tyrone." <laughs> So I'm like, yeah, I need to, uh, yeah, I'm trying to book it. She's like, oh, he's deployed. See that that's dog. That's that shit, man. You you know, you go off to fucking fight for the freedoms of everybody in the state, and you and your girl fucking around while you dad gonna doing work. Same story, dude. And the crazy thing is, like, I know so many women, and, and it's so bad. Like, just my one homeboy, uh, Howard. His chick, I've tried to tell him, I'm like, dude, you need to drop that slut. Like, drop your chick. He won't do it. He's like, man, I love that girl. I'm like, bro, please. Because there's so many, so many, so many of my military homies, and they get these women. Mm-hmm. That they meet at the club. Mm-hmm. And the minute they deploy, the bitches be out. Mm-hmm. And, See, it, man. It- the thing about it is, is it's not so much, you know, say your boyfriend and girlfriend and, you know, one of you in the military, you go off and do things and, you know, the other person cheat, you know, that's cool. It's whatever. I mean, you know, th- there's no real bond there, but the the sticky shit is, is like what you saying when the motherfucker is married and they got kids and a life together and shit. And that's when, you know, shit get a little tricky, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy shit. I, that boyfriend girlfriend bullshit. I you know I don't take stock and all that crap. Yeah, but like damn, you talking about married? Like you did vows and you went to the courthouse and got documents and shit. That's some serious shit. And to even backtrack a little bit about the um, girl I just told you about. Damn, other than that one picture in that dashboard, this is more for the chat and everything, and and, you, and for your essay. Damn, you would think when you go to a married person's house, because like that girl showed you the picture, right? Mm-hmm. It's in her house. Mm-hmm. I was at this lady house all the time, every time, butt naked and clothed. And there's not a picture of this dude in sight all over the fucking house. So what am I to think, you know? 
And then, because like, even if there was a picture of him in the house or whatnot, other than the one in the dash, but that night, I mean, it was like, I'm outside the car. It's in the dashboard, you know. <laughs> Am I really staring at it and analyzing the motherfucker face? I'm drunk. I don't care. <laughs> right. But to be in her house like I was, to where I could just walk in this bitch, no knocking or nothing, there was not a picture of this guy. For me to meet her motherfucking mama, dog, and she married, and nobody say nothing, <laughs> you know? So that's crazy, right? <laughs> that's fucking crazy. You know, treachery is afoot. You know, and we can only talk about women because we men or whatever. I mean, I'm pretty sure a hell of a lot worse happened to fucking women as well. <laughs> right? It's 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 something else. I, and I know this whole show was supposed to be about us talking about entrepreneurship and podcasts, but you know what? His name is Rob, and he has the random ramblings with Rob, and we just went on a random rambling. Rob, <laughs> I mean, it, it happened like that sometimes. <laughs> Oh man, like I, I do. I feel like we could talk talk about this all day because I, I got stories. I know you got more crazy stories you can tell, but it, you know, and it happens. You know, it happens with with in in military. It it happens both ways for men and for women. Mm-hmm. And then um, I mean, I can only speak to the military stuff because I was in the military for sixteen years. So I mean, I've experienced it personally on a personal level. And mm-hmm. I've seen, you know, my fellow service mates go through the same thing, male and female. And that's what I enjoyed most about being an instructor at the end of it, because I got them when they first joined, when they fresh and they haven't, you know, experienced a lot of stuff. And I can tell them the same stories that I just told you and what happened to me when I was a young PFC, Lance Corporal and all the other bullshit starting out in the military, because I had a decent leadership, but I mm-hmm. felt like I could have, you know, gain, I could have been in a better place in my military career if I had people to step up for me and kind of guide me because it was a lot of trial and error on my own. And, you know, I found out shit from other people rather than my leadership and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And when I was in a position to be a leader, you know, anybody that was under me, I was trying to give them as much information that I could. And if I didn't know the information that they asked for, I'm making my priority to find that information to give to them because I didn't want them to be, you know, left out like I was. Yeah. And that was great. Cause like, I didn't have anybody to tell me like, Hey man, don't go to this car lot and get this damn car and they'll hit you with a 24% APR and all kind of the crap on your loan. And you paying five, 500 fucking dollars a month for a daggone freaking $10,000 car and shit. (laughs) So, yeah. And, you know, I didn't have that. So I made it my point to make sure the Marines and everything under me had that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you're paying it for it. And it was fun to just to tell them all these stories that like I just told you and see their reaction and stuff. Cause my first question to them would be like, how many of you are married? You know, mm-hmm. you have the onesies and twosies or whatever. And then how many of you are planning on getting married? And you see a couple of hands go up and I pull them to the side. I was like, hey, dog, this is what happened to me. 
blah, 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 blah. I got married right out of high school, got a girl pregnant, this and this. And this is how it fell apart for me. <clears throat> now, I'm not wishing that on you. I'm not saying that it's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. But I want you to have that in the back of your mind because we play a dangerous game. We hear one moment and then we go on somewhere else doing some other shit. And you expect somebody, you know, your age, you know, to be patient and deal with that shit all the time. You know, it's not too likely. And you can yeah. deal with a, in a lot of heartbreak and whatnot. And I would break it down to them just like that, dog, because, you know, I looked at them as my kids. I do the same mm-hmm. with my kids here. I was like, dog, I've been there. I've been in that situation. I've been that age before. This is what happened to me. And I don't want that to happen to you. You know, your kids are kind of different in a way because, like, you want them to kind of make some mistakes, but you don't want them to make them fucking big, life-changing mistakes. So you yeah. got to stay on their ass about shit. Yeah. And I would do the same thing with the, with my junior Marines. I'd be like, hey, man, look out for this, 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 and this, and this. If you have a question about anything, let me know. And we'll work the shit out because I don't want to see you fucking up out there. And then I got to do paperwork <laughs> and, you know, put your restriction in the bags and shit. And you're going to be looking out the window sad and shit while all your friends go out and get drunk and shit. <laughs> so I I really enjoyed that. I believe I've been in 16 years. I've been into a couple of duty stations. And other than Beaufort, South Carolina, I think that last duty station that I was in Missouri, even though the place sucked. <laughs> Mm-hmm. the best duty station because I got to grow as a mentor. I got to lead Marines the way I wanted to do it. And, you know, they gave me the tools that I needed that kind of transitioned into podcasting. Because, you know, even though I was in the military for so long, I was definitely afraid of public speaking. Mm-hmm. Like, get up in front of a group of people and, you know, recite, you know, material. That was my fear because mm-hmm. I was push myself so hard to try to remember the shit and I don't want to flub it and fuck it up and everything and I would have like anxiety about that shit trying to teach people some shit Mm -hmm. but when I went to Missouri they put me through classes and everything they taught me how to teach and you know it broke that nervousness away from me and whatnot and then you get into a repetition because you got to teach classes every fucking week and every other day and you got all this training and whatnot the practice was what got me over that fear and Mm -hmm. i feel like given anything i could stand in any amount of in front of any amount of people and i could just talk shit about anything and Mm -hmm. not even be rattled by it because they broke me of that and i am so fucking appreciative of that because like i get opportunities like this to be on somebody else's show and i could just I'm all over the place. I can give give you anything, man. I don't give a fuck, you know, and not even be worried about it to where mm-hmm. if you would have caught me before that instance, I've been like, you've been like, hey, man, what's your favorite color? I'd be like, um, uh, red. What? What was that? Red. You know, <laughs> that's, that's the conversation we would be having right now. You'd be asking me questions because I know you go through it as an interviewer and a content creator to where, like, you get that one motherfucker. You'd be like, hey, man, what you think about this? Oh, it's cool. And <laughs> so that's the hard part about this thing, you know, because, like, we've been all over the place. We've been talking for damn near two hours. And it all started with the introduction. I know, right? And here we are. 
but like other people, they need to be led sometimes. It's like, hey man, what do you think about this? It was cool. Well, why 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 you think it was cool? Because I mean, I think this about it, and you know, you give them a couple of examples and everything for them to think about. Mm-hmm. The, well, I never thought about it like that, but I like it because of this, 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 and this, and this. And that's how you build the conversation. You get motherfuckers talking. Because I can remember episode number eleven. J Guns. I don't know if that's the right number, but the ep- title of the episode is J Guns. It was a dude I work with. And we worked together every day. And when I started this podcast, I never knew what his side hustles was. But mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to talk to him because I, I figured out he was in the motorcycle club. And I wanted to know more about that and everything, how you know you even get into something like that. So we went there and this dude DJ, he fucking sell clothes, he do all this shit, you know outside of the military you know mm-hmm. but to even get to all that information it was like hey man what do you think about this he's like oh yeah it, it was straight well why <laughs> you know <laughs> tell me why and then i could talk to him more freely because i knew him and he was my subordinate you know mm-hmm. he was under me so i'm like more it was more like well motherfucker tell me why you know <laughs> <laughs> Don't be sitting up and I could talk shit to him. I was like, don't be sitting up. I mean, because he go through the same, he went through the same training as me as an instructor. So mm-hmm. I know he has this in him to teach classes and shit. So I know he know how to talk to an audience. I was like, motherfucker, you know, and I'm quoting like some of this, the freaking uh, school training and shit we got. You, you know the whiff them. What's in it for me, motherfucker? Tell me what's going on. <laughs> you know, and I'm just fucking with him. And it, and it opened him up a little more. And we, you know, we had a good, a better conversation after that point. Because mm-hmm. he, he wasn't being like, you know, yeah, it's cool. You know, he's sitting up there talking like Shaq and shit. <laughs> you know, Harrison Ford and this bitch, you know, Han Solo, you know, got <laughs> Indiana Jones. <laughs> but yeah. So, so. so. Let's talk podcasting, man. Like, how um how long have you been in the podcast game, and, and what have been some of the ups and the downs and the fuckery and all the other stuff in between? Okay, so January thirteenth this year, twenty twenty, makes four years. Okay. Um, some of the ups and downs is like I I pass this curse down to my ch- my children. They okay. when they get fixated on something. They like they all about that one thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, my boy has that with video games and other types of media and whatnot. He's just like all about that shit to where you know it'll get him in trouble. Mm-hmm. And you know when I find new things, you know that's how I am in the beginning because like it's new, it's fresh. And, you know I want to learn as much as about it. I want to try to get good at it, and I'm just like all in about it to where like I can't be like my kids because their only responsibility is school and, you know, keeping the room clean and all this other stuff. But me as an adult, I'm a fucking father. I got to go to work. I got to pay bills and shit. So I can't just be focused in on this one thing like that and neglect all the shit around me because that's problematic. Mm -hmm. When I first started podcasting, that's what it was. I got into it and tried to figure out the technology behind it and how to post into places and get it into other places and whatnot to where like I was, ignoring some of my responsibilities around the house and I got in trouble with my wife behind that shit. Mm-hmm. So year one was the the hardest year. Not so much me trying to learn the podcast because I was getting a good grasp about it. Mm-hmm. 
the shit that it was doing around me, you know, Hey, I told you to go do this. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. I forgot. I was doing the podcast shit. Oh, did you go do such? Uh, I was doing the, I'm sorry. I had the podcast, you know, and I was placing that priority rather than other things and mm-hmm. that was creating the problems and shit. So once I realized what I was doing to the, you know, people, the area around me, you know, I corrected that. And once I got, you know, through that and everything, it was more of, all right, my whole premise was to interview people that I work with, you know, people in the military, people that have been through some of the same things that I've been through and, you know, tell their fucked up stories like I've been doing all night, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) So once I separated from the military, I didn't have that I couldn't, I didn't have that well anymore. I didn't have people that I work with on a normal anymore to interview and talk and bullshit with anymore. So Mm -hmm. I started reaching out to random people and other podcasters and everything and, you know, made it more of a a variety show. So year two was more of trying to grasp that and meeting other podcasters and networking with them and being on their shows and trying to get the word out about me and, you know, lure in other guests year three this past year uh what i mean the year before was like i'm picking up steam i'm getting the hang of this shit you know i'm getting michael jai white and all these other motherfuckers and everything i mean i'm not saying motherfuckers in a disrespective tone or manner because that's just how i talk everybody's it's a southern thing yes so it's just like you know how black people use the n-word i use motherfucking in its place because i don't say the (laughs) n-word I don't either. And a lot of people find it so odd. And it's you know what's actually funny? I said this last night on my um on the stream I did with uh my friend Nick Ricada. I said to him, I said here again, I've heard the N-word used more out here in Hawaii by non-black people than I ever have when I was in the ghetto. Yeah. And it's mind-boggling. And that's crazy. This is like even like in music and here. Like in Houston, this is a fucking melting pot, dog. Everybody is here because it's the f- on the verge of being the third largest city in the fucking United States. Mm-hmm. But there's everybody here, but the majority of population is Hispanic. Mm-hmm. So they're so interwoven in all the neighborhoods, you know, the rich, poor, and everything to where, you know, they get in good with us and they, I, I hear them saying the N word more than we saying the N word. And right. I don't anybody period should be saying the n-word but if we go somebody gonna say the n-word i'd rather be one of us you know but i didn't know better when i was a kid i thought it was just you know part of the hip-hop culture when i was finding Mm -hmm. music and rap and everything that was just a word people said and then my father made me sit down and watch roots (laughs) and um you know i got a little more educated and you know when I joined the military, that's not that's a no no as well. No racist. You can't say that shit. I mean, even if it's a used as an, a term of endearment, it's not allowed. You know, because it's putting down and demeaning another race, and that's mm-hmm. not allowed. You know, so joining the military shook that out of me, and just you know, getting older and everything, I was like, what's the use for this word anyway? I could just, you know, I don't need to say it because it's almost like because I mean, when you say what had happened. I get on people for that shit, especially my kids, because they put had in places that it doesn't belong. So we had went to the stove. 
motherfucker, you didn't had do shit. You just went to the store. You didn't have to put had in that sentence. You know, <laughs> and it's just that that's how I feel about the N-word. So I mean, me and uh Mike had um we was playing the Xbox. I was like, no, motherfucker, you and Mike was playing the Xbox. Had does not have to be in that sentence at all. <laughs> And I hear people, adults, 40s, in 50s and everything, using had like that. And it irks the fuck out of me, man. I'm just like, you you didn't ha- have to put had. You just... My mom says that shit. My mom's 78 years old. And she, I went down there this past weekend and she was like, oh, she was talking about my daughter. She's like, Cam had did this, 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 and this. I was like, Mm, and I couldn't correct it because that's my mama. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't had to do shit. You just she did this, this, and this. Because they use because whenever somebody say had, had is used in the past contents or whatever. So it happened in the past. Mm-hmm. But when you say the other words in the sentence, all those sentences you in the context is talking about the past. So had is not needed at fucking all. And uh, to answer the Shade's question in the chat, I was deployed four times. The first three times was to Iraq. And the last time, my very last deployment in 2013 was to Afghanistan. So, yeah, that was a a delayed and everything. Yeah. Well, what are the things that you tried as far as podcasting that didn't work and was a bad idea? That's one of the questions we got in the chat from Rogue Dragon Five. Go ahead, man. That's for you. Oh, oh I, I'm, it's an open forum, man. You a host? <laughs> you here too? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I don't have a format to my show per se, but in the beginning, the way I would set it up is because all my stuff is pre-recorded. So if mm-hmm. you hear any of my episodes. They're pre-recorded. I stack them and everything because outside of the podcast, I have a fucking life. I work 12 hours a day just about every day. So I have to do it like this. I can't do too many live stuff and everything unless I set time aside to do that. But what I used to do earlier on was I would do the setup and the intro before the podcast. So I was like, yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, B-Rob. And, you know, my guest today is freaking Mikhail Casanova and we gonna dag on talk about this and this we went through a little something some of this and um you know yeah and then I would just go on a fucking rant about just other crazy shit I would have like my own little podcast before the podcast started actually so mm-hmm. and that's how it was in the beginning and then I would play the interview that I recorded and then I would come on at the end hey this was the show here's my social media and I was out of that bitch but some of the feedback I was getting was, um, man, you talk a lot, man. I just want to get to the interview and shit. So what I did and what I currently do is I just introduce the guests. I'm like, hey, welcome to the Random Rams of Rob. You know, blah, 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 blah. You heard the intro. You was a guest. And I would introduce the guests, and we were just starting to the podcast. Then after the interview was over, I'd be on the back end of the show. Hey, man. That was my guest, and I would kind of give a brief summary. I would inform people about what I got going on next and, you know, maybe a, the guest that's coming on next week and so on and so forth, and that's how I would end the show. Mm-hmm. But doing it that way is like, 
okay. I do it that way because I pre-record and the interview is like current for that week. And when I do the outro is more like that's current because I could do an interview January. Today's the 23rd. So I can do an interview January 19th. It'll air the 23rd, which is today. And my intro will be current as of the 23rd. I mean, my outro will be current as of the 23rd, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So the content is old, but my message and when I'm talking to you and I'm explaining things is current. You know, th- that's how I do my thing. So what I found out by putting all that stuff at the end, you know, once the interview is over, a lot of people tune out. You know, just like, well, I heard what I wanted to hear and, you know, the show's over. I don't need to hear the rest of the shit at the end of the show. So <laughs> that's kind of where I am. So, like, if I put it in the front, they kind of fast forward through it and go to the interview. And if mm-hmm. I put it in the back, it's like, oh, the interview's over. I don't need to hear the rest of this shit. So, I mean, that's just kind of like the weird area that I'm in right now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was kind of like as far as ideas. Of what I had, I feel like that didn't work. Um, it, it pertains more to a secondary podcast that I do wrestling is trash and I got all this crazy shit going on to where I wanted to be different from any other wrestling podcast that I personally listen to and I had an idea you ever heard of the money in the bank right mm-hmm. so I had an idea anytime doing the wrestling podcast I could hit the button surprise motherfucker so somebody would cash in their promo in the bank. So what that would do is like, all right, it's me, you, and another person in the doing the interview, the the wrestling show. Mm-hmm. I cash in on you, and I was like, your task is to cut a one minute promo on why brown shoes is the best fucking dress shoes ever. So that was mm-hmm. me cashing my promo in the bank in on you, and you had to just make up a promo right there on the spot for a minute about why brown shoes is the best freaking dress shoes. So what would happen and why I said that didn't work. I mean, it was fun as fuck, but you get so into the conversation of the show that you forget about that shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You forget to cash in on the motherfucker, you know? And then like, you know, it, so it kind of went away, but I mean, we still reference it and everything because of the bulk of the episodes is only 42. You, You know, we did that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then um, also when we had new guests to the wrestling show, we would ask them to explain how they got involved in wrestling, like how they come across it, how they you know became a fan of it. And then mm-hmm. we would do a section in the show called um, Waterfall Mania to where we focus on our lady professional wrestlers. And we tell everybody why we adore them so much and why they're our favorite female professional wrestler. And we just kind of get into that. You know, we got the sexy music playing in the background, which you may hear right now. And uh, we just get into that particular female wrestler. (laughs) (laughs) So that's Waterfall Mania. And that all came about uh, Waterfall Mania, that that phrase, because I was on the show as a co-host for another wrestling podcast. And every time um, we talked about a female wrestler, you know, talk about the wet area, the moist, moist. (laughs) And I think we was doing an episode around WrestleMania. And I just said some random shit. I was like, 
yeah, man, we talking about that wet wet. That's that waterfall mania, and it stuck <laughs> for the show. And I just been running with it ever since. <laughs> so anytime we have a section where we talk about a female wrestler, it's waterfall mania, which you can purchase on randomrob.com forward slash merch. You can get that on a hat. You can get that on a shirt. <laughs> get some stickers. Post them up on your wall in your favorite Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got to talk about that, man. Though you got to tell the audience about the Walmart. Uh, Walmart. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that that kind of ties into the podcast as well. I mean, it's a vehicle and a, a gimmick for the podcast. So, back when I was um, retiring from the military, well, I made the decision to retire from the military. I was stuck out there in bumfuck Missouri. And the biggest establishment there was Walmart. They had nothing else other than outside of food places and everything. But the biggest establishment that they had there on that particular area, Fort Lindenwood, Missouri, hashtag fucking Waynesville, Missouri, hashtag St. Roberts, Missouri. Because back in the day when it was a freaking settlement and shit, St. Roberts and goddamn Waynesville didn't get along, so they just split the goddamn town in half and made it half St. Roberts, half fucking Waynesville in the same goddamn area and just like, fuck it. Um, <laughs> that is just what it is. It's, just, it's an hour and a half away from St. Louis. It's an hour and a half away from Springfield, Missouri. It's just in the middle of the fucking armpit of goddamn Missouri. And which is ironic and funny because there's an actual city not too far from what I call the armpit of Missouri called Devil's Elbow. <laughs> Devil's Elbow, Missouri. And we call this place the armpit. So it's like here and Devil's Elbow is there. <laughs> but I had nothing to do, literally. So anytime we would go to the grocery store, it would be Walmart. Anytime we needed supplies, it's more than likely from Walmart. Because everything else was just too far to fucking go to. So when I was transitioning out, I had a lot of off time. I, had, I I wasn't really going to work because I was checking out and, you know, getting my affairs in order to move from Missouri. Mm-hmm. And so when I was at home, I just would go to Walmart. And what really started the Walmart logs was I would listen to certain podcasts. One, the particular one was, um, the mixed feelings podcast, which isn't around anymore. But the mm-hmm. ladies on there was talking about their grievances with Walmart. She's like, yeah, I went there and this and this happened and I hate it or whatever, which none of that stuff would ever happen to me personally while I was at Walmart. So all the things that would, they would bitch and complain about, I went to Walmart specifically to do those things that they were bitching and complaining about just to fuck with them. So they're like, yeah, I hate when people leave carts out in the middle of the aisle. So I videotape myself leaving carts out in the middle of the aisle on purpose just to fuck with them on the for their podcast. And then I was on another podcast called um, Horribly Awkward with Sean Fuller and another podcast I listened to called Ice in the Face to where we was all together talking. And they was talking about the same thing, you know, people grabbing the carts with their bare hands and everything. And you know, so many people grab carts and that's germs and all kind of stuff. And they got some flimsy ass wipes that they give you to wipe up, you know? So I went in there the next day and I grabbed a cart with my bare hand and I emphasized, I was like, Oh, look, I'm grabbing this cart with my bare hands. So many germs just to fuck with them, you know? (laughs) 
and you know and it just i just kept doing it because one i had nothing to do and i thought the shit was funny (laughs) (laughs) so i mean that's kind of where the walmart log that's the origins of it that was way back year one of the show and i just been doing it ever since i mean and i genuinely love walmart (laughs) that's the other side of it i mean i enjoy going to walmart where else can i go get goddamn weed killer diapers and goddamn fucking i don't know asparagus from all in one place (laughs) dog no lie i'll give you that weird combo and this is what happened to me i was still you know many moons later i met my wife we got married and of all places all the shenanigans that happened to me with relationships and women and stuff happened in jacksonville north carolina I got stationed again after I got married back in Jacksonville, North Carolina. <laughs> so I'm in Walmart and I'm in there. I, I actually had some weed killer that day, some diapers because um, my youngest daughter was still a baby and something else. And I'm walking around and I love professional wrestling. So I'm looking mm-hmm. at the electronics. I'm in the electronics section and they playing old Ric Flair matches on all the TVs in there. And they got like a little table set up and everything with some Coke advertisements and whatnot. So mm-hmm. I was looking around. I was like, oh, shit, they playing wrestling. Let me check this match out. Who is this? And I asked the guy. He was standing around. I was like, what's going on here, man? He said, oh, yeah, Ric Flair going to be up in here. I was like, what? Like, for real? Like, like in person? Not on the TV screen? He said, yeah, he's going to be here signing autographs. I was like, okay. And usually when, you know, a wrestler come do signings and shit, you got to pay for that. I was like, mm-hmm. well, okay, how much is that? He's like, no, nah, it's free. Word? So conveniently, I lived around the corner from Walmart. I left my weed killer and diapers and all the other bullshit right there in the electronic section. I went home and this was around when Ric Flair was doing shit with TNA. So I had a TNA program from a live show I went to with his picture in it. And he was handing out 8 by 10s there that he was signing. And when I was in South Carolina, uh, North Carolina area. Mm-hmm. He had his own set of lottery tickets, and I bought one on the strength that you know it was fucking Ric Flair on a lottery ticket. So I brought all that shit back to Walmart with me, and I stood in line with motherfucking Ric Flair there in a Walmart randomly with no warning, and I got all that shit signed. <laughs> so here in my house somewhere, it's still in the box. I got a Ric Flair lottery ticket signed by Ric Flair. I got a TNA impact freaking program with Ric Flair's picture that's signed. And I got another eight by 10 for one of my other friends since I was there. I mean, it, it cause like it was so sporadic and random that nobody knew about the shit. And I just mm. got lying like three or four times. I got shit signed because it was like really not too many people there. <laughs> and Ric Flair gave me a little bit of knowledge. He was just like, yeah, I signed some of these lottery tickets before, but you have to scratch them. Because if you sign the top part, the ink won't stick. So you have to scratch them before I can sign them. <laughs> so I was like, word. Thanks, Ric Flair. Woo. And I walked away with my weed killer and diapers and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, so, so Rogue Dragon, he asked, um, is, what's his question? He said, well, you two had... Another get together. Will you two had have another get together of yeah. more stories of sex, love, booze, and debauchery? Because I'll be there for that shit. Oh hell yeah, I'm always down for the debauchery. 
Because I mean, right. I, I've told you the main highlights of my my escapades and everything. I ain't tell you about all the minor excursions and all the <laughs> shit that I've been through. So I, I'll save that for another bag. <laughs> oh man, is there anything you want to leave the audience with before we go? Because I know it's late where you at. Now I want to keep you from your family too long. Oh, you know, I mean, well, it's bedtime, so the kids are sleeping. My wife is probably now at this time getting ready to leave work, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but um we will wrap up because i still need to wash my balls i came straight home from work to sit here and jibber jabber with you my man because <laughs> you're worth it you're worth my ball sweat <laughs> but um yeah man just if you, if you're a young cat if you're in the the range of uh 18 to 25 be careful Yes, that's all I need to say. I mean, I'm all about, you know, talking with anybody, man. If you just need some advice, you know, you want to pick an older brain because I'm 37 now. Next month, well, in two months in March, March 29th, which I'm trying to reach 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts. You can help out with that. That'd be my birthday present from you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'll be 38 here pretty soon. So I got a little bit of knowledge. You know, I'm a, a two-time loser in um, the realm of marriage. So this is my second marriage. I got, you know, three kids, two from another marriage, and one with my current wife. So I have some some insight on some of the, some of that shit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I'm here for you. And if you are inspiring podcaster, I, I can't speak too much to the realm of content creation as far as YouTube and all that stuff because I'm still a novice. I mean, you can revert oh let's see hold on my camera is point you on this side on my camera so yeah. i revert to mikhail you can talk to him about the youtube side and all that stuff but if you want to know anything about podcasts in the audio format hit your boy up you can find me on twitter at 3r show you can find me on instagram at the 3r show you can find me on facebook and you can go to randomrob.com and hit the contact button or whatever and I'll chop it up with you. I'll give you some guidance. i give you what I know. And um, if I don't know something, I'll direct you to somebody who knows it. Yep. And links to everything, people, is going to be down in the description below. But I lied. I have one final question for you. Yeah, let me know. Did you have fun? You're fucking right. Hit the horn. <laughs> Oh man, bro, we 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 gotta do this again. We we gotta do this again soon. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. I'm down. I mean, you got my calendar. You know, you know my, what my schedule looking like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, people, you'll be able to catch this episode of the Casting of a Podcast as you're watching it live. You can also catch it on uh, all the podcasting outlets that you see down below i gotta read them off because it's right in front of me apple podcast google podcast spotify stitcher tune in iheart pandora uh, we don't fuck with twitch but we own youtube too so with that being said people make sure you go and just just follow rob on, on twitter on mm-hmm. instagram on facebook yeah he's he's everywhere I'm he's, in Wal- he's in walmart mm-hmm. so you know catch him there Daily, daily, every day. <laughs> and he's also, uh, he's got a phenomenal podcast. I highly recommend it. I mean, I'm shocked you didn't plug uh, Hook, Spice, and Ribs, and, and Blue Chew. 
well, I can. I mean, you kind of butchered it a little bit, so I do have to re, re, rebound it and uh, revive it. So, I mean, I am sponsored. I have a couple of sponsors. Uh, one being Hooks, Rubs, and Spices is a seasoning in a rub for your meats. You know, you put meat in your mouth and you just roll it around your tongue and across your throat and everything and down into your stomach. So, I mean, if you want some dope-ass seasoning on that, you can go to hooksrubsandspices.etsy.com and you can get 15% off your order with the promo code RANDOM. Also, uh, Poddex. And you know, you're a content creator or you're thinking about being a content creator and you don't really... You know, know you know what questions you want to formulate for your guests to create that conversation, that spark. You can go to poddex.com and they have cards that'll help you, you know, move that conversation along and whatnot. You can get 10% off your order if you use promo code random. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, this is where we hit the sensual music in the background. Oh, let me set this up for you. I gotta use my gravitas and whatnot. I know we done spoke about a lot of intimate things here. You know, me fucking fat bitches. See, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't seep down into the realm of uh, Mikhail Casanova to where I'm talking about fucking actually. When I would give you innuendo before, I would say beat cheeks, uh, you know, adult time, uh, intimacy and whatnot. But now nah, we talking about fucking right now while the intimate music is on. So, fellas, because they ain't got shit for the ladies right now, but fellas. If you um you having a little bit of confidence issue down in your your lower region and whatnot, I'm talking about below the belly button, not the man pouch, not the pelvis region, but the the dick, pretty much. If you having a little bit of problem with that, or you just lacking that confidence, Blue Chew can hook you up. You know, go to BlueChew.com and you use that promo code. You guessed it, random. And you can get your first order for free. Only pay $5 shipping. I mean, the shipping is separate from the actual product, but the product is free. But you have to pay $5 for the shipping. And that'll get your dick right and left and down the middle. Maybe even from the back if she's willing to do it. So, BlueChew.com. Get your dick right for the night. I just made that rhyme up. They should sponsor me. Oh, they do. I told you. Use my promo code RANDOM. Get your first order free and see. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> hey, also unofficially sponsored by Caprizio Sangria. This little bottle that you see right here has a 13.9% alcohol volume by content. <laughs> Man, and it's delicious. Sponsor me. <laughs> you can use promo code random on their website, but you won't get shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with, with that being said, people, uh, Rob and I are signing out. We'll catch y'all on the next on the next one. <laughs> Hey, did you enjoy this episode of the Casanova Podcast? Well, I'm sure you did. And since you did and you're wondering where else you can find it, you can find it on every podcasting outlet. Yes, it includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Launchpad DM by Podcast One, 
and so much more. And the only thing I ask of you is if you truly enjoyed it, even if you didn't enjoy it, please leave a rating and tell us what you thought of it, what you liked, what you didn't like, and everything in between. And also, if you're looking for video formats of this podcast and many more, you'll be able to find them on youtube.com slash Casanova as well as on twitch.tv slash Casanova and new episodes every single Monday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, that being said, this is Mikhail Casanova, Hawaii's favorite YouTuber. I am signing out. You guys have a great one.